Whiskey Business is brought to you by the law offices of Saya and Pyatt and by Marcus Crosswoods Theater. Here we go. Another year, another old Lang Syne, another chance, another shot, another run at improvement, another attempt to lose weight, lose a bad habit, lose a significant other if it's not working out, gain some self-esteem, some personal growth, some confidence, some self-worth, some perspective, some much-needed mojo, if you will. Or maybe you've already had it. You're done. You want a do-over, a New Year's mulligan, if you will. You already have a desire to burn it all to the ground, wipe the slate clean, stick your finger down your throat and throw up whatever emotional bile that might be churning inside of you and rid your system of all that ails you. (laughs) Then again, maybe the shitty barista that Starbucks just screwed up your order and it's just too early in the year for that kind of bullshit. Happy New Year and welcome to Whiskey <laughs> Business 2018, a podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. I am your host, Dino Tripotis, pleased to be with you once again for another year of Whiskey Business and also once again with my producer extraordinaire, Greg Hansberry. Hello. Hello. Happy New Year, <laughs> Happy my New friend. Year. It sounds like you're off to a great start. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I was trying to encompass the the feelings of everybody. Okay. And uh, our guest, who I'll introduce here in just a moment, will will help us with that tonight. But but Happy New Year to Thanks, you. Thanks. You too. Did you uh did you start any uh any type of resolution for the uh, New Year? I did. I am uh, currently on a cleanse. On a cleanse, you say? Uh, which uh, thank you. This is. I'm breaking my cleanse right now. Well, I'm glad that I could help break yeah. your resolution. But, but that makes is... that gives me a, a great feeling of joy and, and pride. Not <laughs> other than this, I've actually been doing good. So this is so, uh, so aside yeah, from yeah, me, yeah, the yeah, devil yeah. who takes you off the cleanse that is supposed to uh, give you a new a new beat on health. If uh-huh. if uh, a fine bourbon can't help you clean clean yourself out, ah, uh, yeah. Well, it's you know. it is it is fine, but it is not a bourbon. Uh. Our our guest bottle this evening is Angel's Envy finished rye. rye. This totally totally goes uh, against um, what we strive for on whiskey business to try to find whiskeys fifty dollars and under. This one this one is a little pricey, uh, but it's the new year. So I thought we'd splurge and... Hence breaking the cleanse. <laughs> yeah, breaking the cleanse. And our guest, who, once again, I'm not stalling, I will introduce him in a moment, is a big fan of Rise. And so I thought since he was our first guest of the new year, we'd start. We'd go big. We'd go big. All right. And we also want to thank our sponsor, the Law Offices of Say and Pyatt, located in Columbus, Delaware, Cleveland, and Mount Gilead. You can contact them for all of your legal needs at splaws.com or 888 888- OVIOhio.com or contact them on the phone 614-444-3036. Glad to have 
them back with us in 2018 as well. So you got the cleanse. Is that the only thing you're striving for? Just one thing at a time? Yeah, pretty much one thing at a time. I've never done anything like this. It's 10 days of basically eating nothing but carrots. So uh, I thought, give me give me those 10 days first, and then, then we'll go from there. Yeah, sounds wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> And now bourbon, or uh, rye. Rye, a finished rye, which we'll talk more about the Angel's Envy here in, in a little bit as we introduce our guest, who is a repeat guest. He was one of our first guests, I mm -hmm. think, early on when we started Whiskey Business. We had him on, I believe, uh, December of 2016 as we discussed the, the holiday blues. So I thought it was only fair to give Dr. David Lowenstein a shot at something more optimistic as we step into a new year, and that is the new year, and being optimistic in the new year, and trying hard to to uh, meet the expectations that we have for ourselves in a new year. Welcome back, my friend. Oh, thank you for having me. Again. Do you like the finished dry? So far, so good. It's definitely hitting the mark. It yes. is hitting the mark, okay, because yeah. uh, this has been discussed as a love it or hate it uh, finished dry, and for the price... Which uh, you know, it's 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 in the it's in the ninety dollar mark. Wow! Is uh, you, you would you would think <laughs> you, nothing but the best for you, Doc. Oh, thanks. Uh, you would think that you know for ninety bucks you you'd want to love it yeah. no matter what. But we'll discuss. Uh, it's the, my cleanse. I'm doing. I'm it, doing really. That's good. Well, trust me. If you drink nothing but uh, bourbons or rye, you will you'll get cleaned cleanse. out. You'll clean. You'll clean out. And then you'll call the law firm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see how it all, comes, it all together? comes together. It all comes together. Let's talk about optimism. I mean, it, 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 the the new year. I a lot of people do try to turn that page, kind of reboot and reboot. I mean, psychologically speaking, because that is what you do. Right. You are a psychologist, and uh, and is is it does it work for some people? I mean, it's definitely a, a time of the year with the beginning of a, a brand new year that a lot of people will put the pressure on themselves that this is the year I'm going to do something or this is the year I'm, I want to change something. Let me just stop you right there for a okay. second. Put the pressure. Why does it have to be pressure? Well, because everybody thinks that it's since the beginning of the year that it's a good time to get rid of some stuff that hasn't worked for us or a good time to change some things that we feel have been not helpful to us or not encouraging for us or not good for us for the last year. Mm -hmm. And somehow we've decided that January 1st is a really good time to do that because it's the beginning of the year. Except there's a lot of pressure during that time also. Everybody is wanting to change things for the new year. And it's also all the stress of the holidays that come about weather and maybe the political atmosphere and things like that. So, you know, you can start resolutions at any time of the year. You don't have to pick January 1st. It's, it's interesting you say that because I, I do pick January 1st. I start them 1st, all the time. <laughs> but I also uh, try to tackle something and resolve something new on, on my birthday because I figured that's the start of another year mm -hmm. as well. That's true. That's true. Good point. Yeah. I think you can pick any time. And I think that, you know, make sure you're setting a resolution or a change or an idea that really is achievable for yourself. I mean, you're not going to set an expectation. I'm going to get up at five o'clock every morning and run five miles when you've not run for the last 10 years. I mean, you're going to 
fall on your you're face gonna fail. with that. You're going to fail with that. And then you got something else to feel bad about. And unfortunately, if we start feeling bad at this time of the year because of the weather and because of you know the lack of sunshine that Columbus, Ohio provides us, it's really easy to fall into the loop of there's nothing working. I might as well just give up on everything. And, and that's not a good philosophy to start out the new year with. Yeah, I would tend to agree. And you mentioned like yeah, it's tough going into a new year, especially – Coming out of the holidays, right? Be up for the holidays, yeah, hopefully. So a right. lot of people are saddled with debt. Yep. And uh, e- emotional, so maybe maybe the, it wasn't the best Christmas or Hanukkah. Emotionally speaking, Absolutely. people maybe have suffered loss yep. over the holidays, which are always tough. But I don't want to talk about the holiday blues. I want to talk about how to remain and uh, or either remain or obtain the optimism that you need to get through the year and to and to keep it going. You know, I think that, you know, what I hear a lot of people talk about, which I think is a good idea, is to try to spend some part of your day thinking about what you can be thankful for, like some of the people that you know and some of the things that you've done or some of the things that you want to do and some plans that you have for yourself. Instead of looking at things more as half empty, looking at things as half full. Does that really stuff. work, though? Is it, does you know, it, I, I mean, it sounds kind of hallmarky. I, I know it does, but I think that it helps get us into a frame of maybe we can start thinking of things more positively because it, while it is hallmarky, and I agree with you there, sometimes we need that hallmark kind of thing to help us feel a little bit better. Whatever you can do to kind of help you feel better. Maybe it's, I want to spend five more or 10 more minutes with my significant other at night, just spending some time talking with them and sharing something with them and not arguing and really kind of spending time. Or I want to spend some time with the family. I think that we're all creatures of a lot of us of wanting to spend time with people and really connect with people in a lot of us, whether it's new people or people in our family. So do something that connects you with these people. Do the things that are going to make you feel better instead of focusing on all the things that you need to change because you felt bad about them. Yeah. What are the things I want to change to feel better? I want to get healthier more than I'm going to run five miles every morning at five Just o'clock. healthier in general. I'm going to get healthier in general. Yeah. I'm going to spend more time with my family more than say I'm going to spend six nights a week for an hour playing games with my kids. That's not going to happen. You know that's going to fail. So looking at things in a positive arena kind of stuff and trying to do things that are going to make you feel better. So if you only spend 10 minutes with your kids playing a game, worship or encourage yourself with, I got to spend that 10 minutes more than I only spent 10 minutes. I didn't spend an hour. I didn't make a connection with my daughter or son. And maybe also be realistic. Maybe try to increase that 10 minutes to 20 minutes instead of, you know, two hours if you can. If you can. Or if it's just 10 minutes, it's 10 more minutes than you wouldn't have done if you didn't think about this. You you mentioned uh, uh, spending more time with your significant other. It's interesting. um, uh, On the radio show, we were talking about uh, January 8th. uh, Studies have shown that if you got up to and through January the 8th as a couple. Uh, <laughs> this is just the okay. these are just stats and right. and, and crazy uh-huh. uh, pop culture okay. uh, statistics if you will. if you made it through January the 8th there's a there's a good chance that you're not going to get divorced in the new year. But that everything that, everything that was leading up to January the 8th that could have caused a problem, be it debt or uh, intimacy issues or sex or whatever the case might be in a relationship. If you got to the 8th and passed it, which we are right now, right, you're good till Valentine's Day. 
Oh, not not for the rest of the year. No, he's still Valentine's Day. Like, like I said on the show. Is Valentine's Day early this year? Like I said on the show, you take it in small chunks. Right. You don't try to run all 100 yards. No. You, you go you, you go for first downs. Absolutely. And reset. And for the best. <laughs> Maybe you get a fumble along yeah, the way. Well, yeah, I'm sure there'll be a lot of fumbles. But I thought that was interesting that if, that, that particular that. date. I wonder why January 8th. I guess that's what the they've they've done the the research and the totals and and I guess if if you're gonna if you were gonna snap and say right. that's it I'm done I'm sick of you I'm sick of this I'm out of here it would have happened before January the eighth. Interesting. I know when I've talked with attorneys who do a lot of family a family relations stuff, they talk about February and March being their busiest months. So maybe it's because they say. Go jump in the lake on, on January seventh. It yeah. takes about February and March for those for cases everything to, to kind of put the ball in put motion. Ball in motion, and then maybe in March, you know, after after a failed, all right, well, let's see if we can make it to Valentine's, and and we don't, and then, then we don't make it to that. Yeah, wow. And then, uh, like I said, if you get through Valentine's Day, then you're then you should be good till St. Patrick's Day. Whoa, yeah, that's stretching. That's, right? Yeah, that's well, that's you yeah, know, I'm a positive right. guy, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> He's breaking up into these holidays. <laughs> yeah, he's breaking into holiday yeah. segments. You know, you're screwed when Easter comes early, which I think it does this year. Uh-oh. I think, yeah, I think Easter's early Uh-oh. this year, so Uh-oh. you know, don't all bank the, it all, all the on the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so yeah, so when it comes to being optimistic, if you will. Say in relationships. Okay. Um, is it, it's obviously, this kind of seems like I'm answering my own question, but it would seem like it would be easier if you're both on board. Can, well, can couples have a resolution as well? I, that, absolutely. Couples as a couple? can have a resolution of, we're going to spend more time with one another. We're going to do some more things with one another. We're going to spend less time around our kids, maybe, if it's a family situation. Or we're going to find other ways to argue or deal with things. Or we're going to be more affectionate. I mean, hopefully it's going to be things that are going to help us feel better. More than the specifics of we're going to go to bed every night at 9 o'clock and get a good night's sleep. You know, come on. Nobody's going to do that. You'll do that for the first seven or eight days in January. Right. Tell your wife you're getting divorced by the 8th of January. <laughs> and things go from there. But, I mean, I think that... Instead of setting resolutions per se that are just so limiting, is make them more broad kind of stuff. I'm going to feel better. I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to spend more time with my family. Instead of delineating them so rigidly, because that way things can change during the time that you can use those changes to be able to enhance whatever you're working on. Well, what if you're what if by nature though you're a cynical person, and maybe the the idea. Uh, I, I know people that make no resolutions, and they say, what's the point? Right. They make no resolutions whatsoever. I mean, what if you're just one of those cynical people? Then don't make any. People. You don't have to make. It's not against the law to not make re- resolutions or to make resolutions. I think wh- whatever you're doing, and I, again, you don't have to do it because it's January 1st or December 31st. You can you, just do things for yourself during that. I mean, I hope that most of the people that I see in treatment that are going through difficult times, is that the one thing they're going to do for themselves during this year or during this month or during the winter or till spring or whatever, is they're going to do something or another to be able to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, what can you do during the month of January and February, which are really difficult months here in central Ohio, with the weather and the cold weather and the cloudiness and the snow turning all different colors except for white. And, you know, 
Like, what can you do to take care of yourself? Is it go to a spa treatment or getting your nails done or going out to dinner with a friend that you haven't talked with for a while or making a phone call to an old friend? I mean, things that are going to help you feel better. So the resolution is, I'm going to do something that's going to make me feel better, and maybe I'll continue doing it once a month or a couple of times a week. I, I think one of the, and like I said, it wasn't so much a resolution. Someone asked me, are you going to resolve to do anything uh, particular in, in the new year? And I said I was going to make myself available for the next thing. Uh, oh, that's I don't, a good thing. I don't know what the next thing is, mm-hmm. but I think sometimes because, and maybe you can, you can comment to this, I think sometimes um, we get so bogged down with everything that sucks yeah. that when the next thing and that, that that next thing being a good thing shows up, we we Throw don't away. see it. We, well, we don't we, even look at it. We don't right. even we miss it. Yep. And I guess that was that if that's a resolution, I want to be aware and ready for the next thing. I think it's a life change. I mean, I think it's that's really, a life change. I think uh, so. I wasn't ready for a life change. But I think it's really looking at like something else. <laughs> Whoa, is gonna... Slow down. Slow down. <laughs> I just wait for the next thing. It might be a really cool TV show. Well, I don't know. But it's going to help you feel better. And maybe as a result of feeling better, you're going to look for more TV shows or more things like that. <laughs> I don't need to look for any more <laughs> TV shows. No. My DVR is swelling it's as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the guy that refuses to delete the Godfather epic. Oh, you know, right. I need, I you need room. Know. I need room on my DVR, you know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's that's that was kind of like the. It's an interesting thing to make as a resolution. I think that is it. May, I think it sounds really good. I mean, is to make you can, yourself you can available. Use you can use that in one of yeah, your I sessions. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to make yourself available for the next <laughs> thing because a lot of times we don't look at those because we're in a depressed mood or a, not a open minded uh-huh. at, at whatever is going on around us. And I really think January and February here in Columbus, as well as sometimes even March, with the weather and the busyness and just feeling bundled up and nobody's out for a walk. Just everybody is kind of feeling down. So, And that's open. us, though. We're here in Columbus, Ohio, where the weather is like that right and now. And it's going to always be but like that. But if somebody's that. listening in Florida or in California and is listening to this podcast right now, they're looking out the window and going, well, I don't have to deal with that. So Isn't what's that my nice? excuse? Well, it's getting dark early where they are. I mean, there's all, you know, it's winter there also, and there's different kinds of things that we may not take care of ourselves with during this time of the year that we do a better job in the spring when there's more excitement going on, there's more people outside, there's more people doing things. Let I mean, me... I notice a change in myself when the weather changes. Yeah? I mean, I think, What you happens? Know, I become more alive. I mean, I feel like oh, no, I get the... out. Oh, I mean, when the weather's like this right now, do you... I uh, get really seasonal affective do, disorder. Do you, do you I suffer really from do. that? Oh, I feel like I go to work, I walk to work and it's dark, and I walk home, it's dark, and I've got a window, a couple of windows in my office, but... I don't get to enjoy the weather. I don't get to enjoy the evening. It seems like it's midnight at 5.30 in the evening. I guess that's where I'm lucky because I don't mind the dark. Really? Yeah. Uh, I like the lateness that, <laughs> that goes might to be, later. That, that could might be, be something more, else. That might be far more revealing <laughs> yeah, of a statement than, than, beyond, than I care to think about. And it's beyond my level but, of expertise. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Hansberry and I were joking about. We're saying uh, uh, Dr. Lowenstein's coming back on, and we kind of high-fived each other, like, free session. <laughs> well, I was looking it up. That's what we called your last episode when you're on, Doc. Oh, free really? holiday therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Back, yeah, back December 14, 2016. 2016. Wow. So there you go. Yeah, we're not talking. We're, no, we're not asking these questions for I us. Know, we both I have know. friends. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got that. Yeah, right. We, we both Close have friends, friends, and we were we were asking for them. They gave you a list, if you will. <laughs> Let's talk about how to handle. Because some people handle it better than others. Some people will just blow off a res- resolution and be done with it. But some people literally yep. get disappointed and down on themselves uh, and 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 write themselves off as a failure. Yeah. How do you? How do? How do? How, what's a better way to deal with that? Uh, I you think know, they need to look at, because we got a whole year ahead of us. Absolutely, we're only in the eighth or ninth right. year. Let's like like you know piece it out. Yeah, I think that probably what they did, they made resolutions that were really unexpected for them. They're not going to be able to get there. Or why would you even do that? I mean, why would you? Why would you throw out an expectation that is so lofty and so high, knowing in your heart of hearts that you're not going to achieve it, and then obviously fail and and, and be disappointed in yourself? Why would you? Why would you do that to begin with? Because we do that in a lot of ways every day. We're gonna. I, I, this is the week I'm going to lose weight, or um, this is the time I'm going to quit smoking or stop drinking, or I'm going to do this. And we set this unrealistic expectation, and we know it's going. We don't. We we think we're I can do it, but maybe we can't do it all together, all right now. Maybe we got to do parts of it. You know, quitting smoking is a really hard thing to do. Yeah. I'm a smoker, and I agree. I mean, I'm not you know, even thinking about attempting it because you know I know how difficult it is. It is. I, being an ex-smoker was the most difficult thing I ever changed in my life, and to this day I still struggle with it sometimes. But, you know, instead of saying I'm going to quit smoking and I'm going to quit smoking on December 31st or January 1st, you know that's going to be difficult. <laughs> that would be great if you could do it. But maybe what you need to do is to say, I'm really going to look at the ways that I can stop smoking this year, if that's what you want to uh-huh. do, and look for alternatives to be able to take care of myself with that. You know, one of the things that I used to do on a regular basis, this is back in my comedy days when I was on the road, mm-hmm. um, I would do a January-June clean-out. Uh, not a clean out like Hansberry, where I right. was just eating carrots and, and whatever bizarre <laughs> red bizarre juice food. you have right. in the morning that I've seen. That just makes you shit your brains out. Absolutely. No, no, not like that. No, the clean out would be this. I would quit drinking for, for the month of months. January. No, not for six months. Oh, I thought you said what, from you January to June. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, January. I would do it in January. Oh, after the holidays, which uh-huh. had been excessive, right, and clean out in January, and then I would do it in June again, again, okay. and then by the time July Fourth rolled around, I could back get back into it. it. And it was kind of a, it was kind of a personal check, you know, saying like, well, if I can't do this for a whole month, that maybe there's, a, you know, other issues, you know, that, that was kind of like that type of because back then being on the road and being right. in comedy clubs 45 to 47 weeks out of the year Tuesdays yeah. through Sundays back then is when a lot of the gigs right. were you were in a bar all the time you know f- five nights six nights a week and, and they and, don't serve lemonade in yeah, the bar and you're and right. you're drinking so right. i would do that i don't do that anymore um and i don't do it this year because well I have a responsibility to the podcast. Right. It's right. called Whiskey Business. <laughs> Obligations. It's, you know, it's and just, I saw you. Your arm was twisted. I, you right? Did you see? <laughs> yeah. Did you see the pain? I was. I was Our sponsors held us at gunpoint. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> we have to do it. But uh, you know, I. But I. I stopped the wonder. It's like, well, I. I could do that again. I like to think I could do that again. And Hansberry, by the way, if you cut out liquor, I'm telling you, you want to lose weight. Yeah. If you if you booze people, right? It's a lot of beer calories. and alcohol. You cut out that for thirty days, you'd be amazed 
uh, at, you'll oh, you'll knock God. off nine to ten pounds in the month alone just just with that alone. Especially the heavy IPAs I drink, you know. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. God, that's oh, yeah. So just a that's a little health tip that I'm, <laughs> right. I'm throwing out there, delicious. based well, on Dr. Dino for previous your experiences. <laughs> but the, yeah, <laughs> Dr. Dino, that doesn't even sound right together. Yeah. It really yeah. doesn't. That just sounds like you know what? I'm gonna keep looking. Go to the E's and the F's because that doesn't sound like a <laughs> like a good combination, right. Right. <laughs> Dr. Dino. <laughs> Speaking of the whiskey, how are you enjoying the Boy, this the, is delicious. Is the it Angel's Envy? You like cools it? It down. It's even smoother, it yeah. seems like. Uh, I've said this before. Uh, water can be whiskey's friend. And in this case, uh, because uh, this has got a really long, long finish to it. And um, I've noticed, because this is my first time drinking it as well. Oh, it is. Yeah. That um, the longer the finish goes almost the i don't want to say i don't enjoy it but it, it it changes on me a little bit it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't start the finish doesn't close as it as it begins and i drink a lot of whiskey right, so, so you know that better, I, I know right. that but this is a, a six to seven year old whiskey 95 percent rye five percent uh of uh, the the malted barley uh aged for 18 months in caribbean rum casks that before Ooh. that uh were uh, cognac casks as oh, well wow. and um only available in limited quantities it's made twice a year so oh yeah really? so we're 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 getting a treat here today and like i said i believe i this this cost uh, i want to say it cost about 95 bucks yeah to, yeah wow. so yeah, thanks. Uh, I, I remember when we had the original or uh, Angels Envy, Angels Envy, yeah. or, or regular, right. whatever you call it, and that one was the regular, had a cool, yeah, a cool flavor profile as well. I like it. Yeah, that was because uh, that was the it finished in uh, in wine. Yeah, the yeah. Oh, in wine casks. Wine casks. Oh, yeah, the Angels Envy. This is in rum casks. This said. is a uh, yeah rye whiskey that's finished in Caribbean rum casks. Wow. So interesting. That's why it's got a all the different flavors yeah. that are going in there. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of flavors in there too. It's Absolutely. very flavorful. A lot of maple and, and, and ginger. Uh, it's yeah, it's, uh, it's got a lot going on, mm -hmm. but the, yeah, the finish, maple, I couldn't put my finger on that. The, the maple. That now that you yeah. said that you can now, yeah. now you can, you can sense end, it. Yeah. yeah. And I have a cold and I can still. This is good it. for a cold. <laughs> this is, that's what I'm telling you, Doc. That's, what I'm, say, that's you know. what I'm telling you. My dad you. used to say, you drink this for 100 years, you'll live a long time. So we do uh, <laughs> we do like the Angel's Envy rye, and if you get the opportunity, it's a, a finished rye, so if you get the opportunity to, to, to try it, by all means do. It's pricey, so, you know. Uh, maybe bring it out with good friends. Yeah, hang out with good friends or good guests. Or good guests. Or good guests and check it out uh, for yourself if you want to do that. This is going to be an interesting little segue because okay. um, I'm going to throw a little bit of a two-parter on you okay. on this visit since you're here. Um, resolutions to get in shape. That's a big one. Uh -huh. Okay. All right. And there was a, uh, I don't, a psychiatrist who recently came out uh, and said that this expression, you look super hot was a expression that needed to be said just like that. You look super hot was a motivator for someone who was going to the gym and trying to make a New Year's resolution to stay in shape. 
Really? You look super hot. And I had an issue with it because, as you know, we are in a very... Tumultuous. Tumultuous, (laughs) iffy time in the world where what you say and how you say it and who you may say it to can be held against you can be held against you absolutely now if you know if my significant other's been going to the gym and it's been working and i say to her you look super hot okay that's fine there's a a level of trust there and right she knows what you mean yeah she knows exactly what we mean and and we're each other's significant other but if I go to the gym and I see this girl that's been working out for a couple of weeks, and at one point while I see the improvement in her, and I say, <laughs> you're, you're looking super hot, I, I, I'd be I, concerned about what would happen next. I would be... Uh, well, uh, from your significant other as well. well as yeah, for, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, 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 right. But my point being is um, that's something that... Honestly, five years ago, two years ago, somebody might have said in passing, and and no, some just... and, and a woman might have said, "You're an ass. Or shut up," or, or "Thank you," whatever mm-hmm. the case might be. But now it seems to have so many more implications. Yeah. So I'm curious now, and I'm going to take it a step further, if you will, take it out of the gym, okay, and let's take it into the workplace. Psychologically speaking, um, how do we? adapt to this new world, if you will, in the workplace. It's been real difficult, I think, for a lot of people. I mean, yeah, this whole Me Too, you know, uh, movement. Which I applaud. I think it's a great thing that it's finally coming out. I I applaud it. It, Changes need to be made. Here's the deal. If you're a man. gone too far. If you're a man and you're a pig, you deserve to be in the sty that you're put in. Yep. End of story. Right. If you've done horrible things and now... You are finally reaping what you have sowed and gotten away with for so many years. You deserve it. You deserve it. Yep. By the same time, the same token, there there are men who are not pigs. Yep. Uh, who are are stumbling through and cautiously tripping over themselves, n- not to do the wrong thing or say the wrong thing. You know, it's really difficult. I mean, I think for all of us. I mean, whether. You know, obviously the pe- people who were assholes before are going to continue being assholes now and hopefully are going to get called up on it. But I think all of us need to really be more concerned and careful about what we're saying and who we're saying it to and the audience that's listening to us and things like that. I know in my work as a psychologist, I've got people telling me some of their innermost secrets and I've got to watch what I say or do because I don't want it interpreted the wrong way. You know, if somebody... I've got to watch what I say to females. I find myself wondering whether I've said the wrong thing or how that could be taken as the wrong way. I feel good about the fact that I have a relationship with these people, even though it's a therapeutic relationship, that we can talk about those kinds of things. But with the women that I see in treatment um, who will talk about the things that are happening to them that now they become more aware of because of all the things that are going on, you know, in the world and things like that, that... They've become more aware of how they've been treated differently. They've played parts in the workplace that kind of, you know, whether because they couldn't say anything. Now they feel like they can talk about it, which I think is a good thing. But I think we all need to be very careful about how we handle it. I think if there's somebody who's feeling slighted at their workplace, they need to go talk with somebody about it, whether it's human resource or somebody. Mm -hmm. 
and get some clarity about what's happening because we need to learn as the males parts of this what's right and what's wrong too but i guess my question is you know you say you have to think now and, and be extra careful on how you respond in situations where you have uh, a female patient but do you find yourself saying like in years past i may have responded differently and it was I guess what I'm saying is if it was okay then, why isn't it okay now? I don't know now? if it was okay then. I don't think it was okay then. I think that it was just we assumed it was acceptable. Acceptable, then. okay. Now I've come to realize that some of the things that we may have said unconsciously, it wasn't, I wasn't not on purpose, determined not maliciously. to make them feel bad no. or to make somebody feel bad about who they are or what they're like or because they're the opposite sex making some judgments on them. But now I have to be more aware of it, I think. And I think we all need to be aware that some of the things that we may be saying are not appropriate to say, or there's better ways to say them. To say to somebody, boy, you're working out a lot and it really seems like you're getting better with this, or you're looking better with this is a lot better right now than saying you're hot because somebody may take that the wrong way. Mm -hmm. There was a survey also taken recently that says that communication actual just day-to-day -day communication in the workplace has become stifled. In a lot of ways. Because uh, men are afraid to communicate and say the wrong thing. And, and the vice versa of that, do you know, is that what I hear is all the things now that it's opened up that women have had to go through over the years that I was so unaware of because I'm not a female. Such as, can you say oh, some I examples? Mean, so, you know, the people saying, boy, that dress really looks sexy right. on you. Okay. Or I like when you bend over. Okay. Well, see, I would have never I mean, said that. I wouldn't have said that either. I would either. have never said that to begin with before. But, or why don't you go make a cup of coffee for all of us and looking to the woman at, at the table because that's kind of what a woman's supposed to do or those kinds of things that were said. And I don't think it was meant that, you know, you're too stupid to do anything else except for make coffee, but it really puts that person in a one down position. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't think you were a pig or I was a pig or any of us here were a pig, but there are some things that may have been said that could have been taken wrongly, but hopefully the people that we said them to, we had relationships with right. that they didn't take it that way. The wrong way. And it's interesting to you to say that dress looks really sexy on you. I don't think I've ever said that per se, unless it was, of course, to my somebody significant you, other. Or some somebody, really good friend of yours. Somebody that I was really close to. Yes. But I have in the past said, wow, that's a really pretty dress. Which seems appropriate. Which seems appropriate, but now I debate it and I, I wonder. Know. I think pretty dress is not, you know. Uh, you know. You know. What if she says, well, what do you mean by that? And then all of a sudden I have to explain myself. Right. You know, what do you, what do you mean by that? What do you mean is by that? that? Those pretty, colors are really nice on you. Uh, I'm saying that that dress looks really nice on you. And what if she says, well, are you saying that my body in this dress uh, is, is, is what appeals to you? Are you objectifying me? Excuse me, I have to go to the bathroom. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is a really difficult time. I, mean, I think everybody's become so aware of it. And it's so in the news and it's so political and it's so out there. But I think we need to, we, I know. you know, I mean, I know. I'm a, I, I become more aware of what women have had to go through listening to some stories on TV and in the newspapers and with friends that it's pretty amazing. It's, it's, it's crazy. It is. It's crazy. And people who you would have never expected. Exactly. That's the other thing. 
I'd have never expected that a Kevin Spacey or, you know, or I think that's his name, um, or, you know, uh, other people that I was really respected in the media that would, you know. Or people that you respected as actors and entertainers and so forth. And news people. I mean, people that I would have never, you're kidding. Yeah, and some of these things, are once again, you reap what you sow. I mean, these are people, Charlie Rose, for an example, yeah. who, who maybe in the last 15 years has behaved himself completely. Right. But what he did 25 years ago is now coming back, is now coming back to bite him in the ass. Yeah. And when I say bite him in the ass, I don't mean that you in don't a sexual mean that. way. <laughs> 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 Let me just bite him in the butt. <laughs> Let me just say that uh, for certain. Yeah, it's, cr- it's crazy. I mean, uh, I think... But I, I also think that whenever something like this becomes this huge, which it has, and becomes this vocal, which it has, and it's a good thing, it really is, I think it does have a tendency to go to the extremes. In a lot of ways, and yes. and, 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 and completely bust out of its own parameters. Mm-hmm. And then I think it comes back down to to something where, okay, everybody is maybe a little, little more even-keeled and, and is thinking think- a bit more logically and sensibly about everything you know not everybody is a pig not everybody's wrong but i think we also are dealing with we have at least what we've been told and what we read in the papers we have a president right now that made some clear statements that were inappropriate and you know we respected that office and then saw this happening and has continued maybe to say some things that are inappropriate and done some things that are inappropriate and it's like it's become so evident it's like everybody and their mother is doing this it seems like it seems that way it seems that way, and I'm sure uh, there'll be more to come. I can only assume. There's going to be more to come, and, and I just have to think that, uh, you know, we'll just deal it on a case-by-case case basis right. as, as we go. But it's interesting that you find that as you deal with, with, with patients yes. that you have to put yourself I've in a really different frame of mind. I've really got to think differently. In a frame of mind completely. I find that fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. So do you – would is it, it – do you have to do it with both male and female? Males and females. Males. I'm obviously more with females because um, I think that I said things through the years that were, again, not intended to right. be mean, but now could be taken that way. You know, I know one of the things that a lot of patients tell me is they like that I'm pretty down to earth and use language that they understand and things like that, which I think is important. But I've got to watch my language sometimes. Yeah. And, and I do like that about you. You are very down to earth, and you do right. use simple language. Right. By the same token, if I go to see my physician, you know, right. I don't want him to say, you know, take your cock out. You know, no, I that don't would, want him to I say that. No, no, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. I would hope that he would. You know, especially your female doctor. Yeah, yeah, you know. Maybe that. Yeah. Or therapist. You know. right. If I'm going to get. If it's, let's check out your ball sack wait you know, yeah. <laughs> you know what you went to medical school give me the terminology right. you I know never, I, remember, <laughs> I remember having um, a procedure done where the doctor asked me to pull down my pants uh-huh. he was showing me what he was going to do surgically and he didn't put any gloves on and he just kind of grabbed my my penis and my you know my balls and it was like I don't, where's that a hand been before? It's not <laughs> yeah, clean, really? You know? I mean, I know I'm not the cleanest guy in the world, but I don't know where your hands have been. Did he at least say, no, I washed them before? He didn't he say anything. Any. I was just like, he's like, yeah. He didn't put gloves on. Yeah. 
Yeah. I want gloves. I want the gloves. I want yeah. the rubber. I yeah. want to hear the snap. I want that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've never heard anybody say they actually want to hear this. Yeah, because then you know because, they're on. Yeah, well, I know they're on, but also that means that the next part's not going to yeah, be well, funny. Yeah, well, it's usually not fun. But yeah, <laughs> it's either bend the, over the or cough. Yeah, I don't know why they make small talk when they do that. Yeah, well, you you got, know? What do you do? Well, come well on. I mean, you know, they're talking. So you know, been golfing like yeah. snap. like you know, stop with the small talk. I know what's going to happen. Just get in there. You know what's going to happen. <laughs> Just do Just it. tell me the story about the magic pony and let me get the hell out. <laughs> here in conclusion my friend okay all right yeah um if you could give like a, a simple recap maybe a three four step guidelines if you will to approaching a more optimistic and better new year you it's know, kind of right. all encompassing. I know that's I know that's a very broad know, way to put broad. it all, but, but but I think you know, let's look at eight, 2018 as like a new beginning. You know, we've uh, the elections are over this now, and it's kind of a time to kind of sit back a little bit. You know, let's spend some time really taking care of ourselves. Do some things or a thing once a week, once a month, once every two weeks, whatever that you know is going to help you feel better. Whatever that may be. Even if it's a selfish thing? It's even if it's a selfish thing. It's okay to be selfish with yourself occasionally. You know, maybe you, you know, you want that prime rib instead. You want that filet instead of the ribeye. Or, you know, you want a nice glass of of rye instead of just a a beer from the refrigerator. Do something that's going to help you feel good. Spend some time with friends. Spend some time with family. Connect with people that, you know, make you feel good. And enjoy that time because we all don't know how much time we have left. Let's make the best That's of it while true. we're here. You know, That's true. as I get older, I start to realize I've got like there's less time in front of me than more time in front of me. Have you started watching that clock? I've started watching. The clock yeah. is like moving, you know. Mm-hmm. I turned 65 this year. That's well, a big bless. one, you know. I'll be 59, and I think that one's. That's a big one. That one's kind of 65, yeah. But you start to think about what your parents were like when you were our age. Well, I, I've said that too. Like when I was in my 30s and I would go see people who were 60. You they know, seemed they, really old. No, they were dead. <laughs> <laughs> they were so old, they were dead. Because <laughs> that's how it was when I was wow. growing up. Yeah. You got married when you were young. You had kids. It's, and then you, and, you, know, you worked it. hard all your life, and then you died before you could appreciate any of it. Isn't that amazing? And they would always say, how old was he? You go, oh, he was 60. Ah, he had a good long life. A good, a no, good long that's life. not long. 60. 60 is young nowadays. Now it's young. <laughs> yeah. Back then. Oh, it was ancient. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all the people that would come to the house for the holidays when when I was growing up, they're all not around anymore. Yeah, you know we've kind of taken that place. At the I scene. mean, your sixty five is not the sixty five you remember seeing when no. you, when you were growing when up. My right? dad was sixty five. He looked eighty five. Exactly. Yeah, I just look sixty five. <laughs> <laughs> I want to look forty. <laughs> well, you're a psych- you're a psychologist. Do I need to talk to you about the I may you may need to get there. <laughs> right. Do I need to talk to you yeah, about? We'll, we'll talk in the morning. <laughs> Okay, uh, we're going to wrap things up. Doc, thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. Thank it's, you. Uh, a great way to kick off the new year. Um, the the uh, guest bottle has been Angel's Envy Finished Rye. Uh, I, I suggest it. I don't know if I strongly suggest it. I'm going to have to drink it a little bit more, but I like it, and I love I love the, the products that they put out. Hmm. Um but uh, I, I'm gonna have to drink a little bit more to see to oh darn to disca- to to further ascertain this this finish okay. that I'm not quite sure about just yet. 
And of course, our guest has been Dr. David Lowenstein. Uh, for those who do listen in the Columbus, Ohio area, right. and for anybody who might be coming to the Columbus, Ohio area, and and have the, the need for to, your consultation. While they're here. <laughs> while, yeah, while you're here, for, for your consultation, how could they contact you? You know, by phone. My phone number is 614-444-0432, or website's www.drlawrenstein.com. And you put a lot of good stuff out there. Oh, thank uh, you. Uh, you do. You put a lot of good information out there uh, through social media as to. well. Yeah, thank you do. You. you do. You you share a lot of yourself uh, without having to come uh, see you. You put a lot of good information out there. I read all your stuff. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're good. welcome. You're welcome. That. And, of course, our, our sponsors, uh, the law firm of Saya and Pyatt, if you need to contact them, they have 100-plus years of collective experience and a reputation for results. You can contact them for a free consultation uh, anytime. Award-winning lawyers, which can be contacted at splaws.com or 888-OVIOhio.com or 614-444-3036. Yeah, they do... Uh Divorce cases, too, by the yes. way. If all of this doesn't work out. Yeah. Like, if, <laughs> right. if, if, if you didn't make it to the 8th of January. If you didn't make it to the 8th, yeah. Uh, that, that's, that's also part of their, their expertise. Um, you, one of you will be in really good hands. <laughs> Hopefully it's you. <laughs> right. Would say and buy it. I don't know who's listening who's to this. Right. Part. You know, it's a race to see which one of you calls them first. <laughs> because they're they're really good at everything that they do. Greg Hansberry, I'm looking forward to another great year. Uh, me too. Thank you, brother. Yeah. I appreciate it. And uh, let me say the following as we wrap it up. Whiskey Business is a Never the Luck production recorded once again with the with the cooperation of the Columbus Radio Group. All the opinions are those of me, your host, and my sometimes reluctant guests. And I never meant to uh, offend, only to inform, educate, and whenever possible, people, just relax, entertain. So until the next bottle, see you. I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I, I hope so, man. I'm tired. <laughs> who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I, I, I've never done it. <laughs> no, right. <laughs>